his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone. Touchdown, Indiana. Welcome to the podcast formerly known as LEO Podcast. Uh, actually, that name's going to stick for a little bit until we figure out what else to do. Um, I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. You can find me there retweeting a bunch of Arsenal stuff probably and maybe some sort of stuff with the uh, football team at some point and uh, unfollowing a bunch of people that are probably going to transfer. So there you go. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Matt Canada and Tom Allen fired in the same week? Oh, my God. This, this has been a whirlwind of uh, of sports news, specifically coaching. And I do think it was the right direction for both, uh, both programs. Excited to cover probably a packed day or a packed podcast of information. Yeah. And what would traditionally be a celebratory um, victory lap podcast for Seth, producer Seth, that is, um, after a just an like awful victory um, in what was one of the ends up being a decent game at the end, but one of the worst played bucket games I've seen in a, in a while. But um, Seth is here. If you haven't done it already, you need to block him. It's at say top five S.E.T.A.H. five. What is up, Seth? I feel a little bit dirty, boys, but um, that was not the that was not a clean win by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but like what I was saying to you before, this is either going to be our most listened to podcast or our least listened to podcast. So let's bring it. Yeah, I'm ready. Real quick, what was messier, the game or your ale emporium order? <laughs> oh God! Don't put I'm them on blast. To... The Naki wings were fantastic. Did they screw? What else did they screw up? They put pesto on the as the as the pizza sauce on as like the a, primary pizza sauce on a meat pizza. Oh, that's probably not good. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's hop into it. We are not going to spend a whole lot of time on the game. We're probably going to stick. We're going to probably going to skip stocks. Uh, maybe do a headline real quick. We're probably not going to revisit predictions because nobody was close. Um, I don't, maybe somebody was close. I don't remember. I just have the old ones. I didn't handwrite the the new ones down, but it doesn't matter. We've got some other news we need to talk about. Let's start real quick with the game and then we'll get into the uh, other stuff going on around IU football right now. IU loses at Purdue 35, 31 falls to three and nine to end the season Uh, ends the season on a three game losing streak. Um, with a combined point, a combined loss total of, is it four, three, and three? So yeah, six. What is? Why am I not doing this right? Ten points. I said ten points at the beginning. I don't know why I'm sitting here stuttering around like this. A combined loss total of ten points in the three games. Um, I think they are one in seven now this season in one score games. Um, pretty disappointing, but. All in all, turns out to be what we all expected was going to happen, happened. And uh, we will, as I said, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Let's just do real quick. We'll do a headline because there are some things and some people um, that do need to probably get a shout out real quick. But uh, we'll start with Seth. Seth, what was your headline of this game? We'll start with Brandon. Brandon, what was your headline (laughs) of the game? Yeah. um, Groundhog Day continues. I mean, it's just the same script over and over and over. It's like a horror movie franchise. You know exactly how it's going to go, and you know it's exactly how it's going to end every single time. Um, To say this, like, everyone saw this coming. Do you guys know, or this isn't even Brando's Randos, this is just more trivia. Do you want to know what the win percentage was going into the fourth quarter for IU? High 70s. 87.2% chance to win the game. We were in a bowl game. 
where IU had a 97% chance of winning. I'm not going to go back and look, but I would guess Tom Allen has lost a dozen games or more where he had an 80-plus percent chance to win. I mean, so again, the, the headline for me is Groundhog's Day, or yeah, Groundhog's Day again for Indiana. So my headline, and I think we talked about this during the game when you were over at my house, was this was Pop Warner football on steroids. Yes. This yeah, was this was the unorganized eight to 12 year olds muddling around on a mini field, um, but in full grown man sized version. Every single blunder that could be made, every single, you know, kind of brain fart was made. Even on Purdue's side, some of their brain farts turned into positives. There was a time where Dylan Downing was trying to pick up a, 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 a kickoff. It hopped right over his arm and out of bounds. Ended up yeah. being a 23-yard benefit net. You know, it was just this weird kind of, it was bad football. It, it was Pop Warner football on steroids. I liked, I liked that, Pop Warner football on steroids. I don't... Um... I'm going to go with a headline and a big sub headline. So my first headline is stats don't matter. And then here's my sub headline. Let me read a couple of things to you. Purdue had run for over 300 and I think 30 some odd yards in the previous two games. IU holds them to 178 with their run with their quarterback being the leading rusher. Right. I'm just going to throw some things out here real quick. I'm going to ask you a question at the end. They have 13 tackles for loss. They win. Do they win the no, they lose the turnover battle pretty, pretty tough, right? And they if I told you if I told you the first two things, what's the outcome of the game? 13 I tackles for loss. We hold them under we hold them over under a total of 200 yards or 178 yards rushing, right? On a team that runs for 300 yards every game, pretty much. Totally took Tyrone Tracy out of the game. Mock could be out of the game. Both of them, well, Tracy, I don't know why you guys didn't run the ball with Tracy at all. 4.4 yards of carry, but uh, Mockaby was garbage. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if he's hurt or what. Dude, he's 2.3 yards of carry. Don't sit here and make that face at me. And he couldn't, what did he get? One catch for 38 yards out of the backfield. Either way, it's a crazy game, right? Soresby throws three picks. We lose by one by four points. Should have won the game. Brandon, what did you say? 90% win percentage going or win chance going into the fourth quarter? 87% chance. He threw the three interceptions in the first half. We should have won the game with three interceptions. We ran the ball decent. Josh Anderson did. Um, Trent Howland over. Oh, they both did. About 4.5, almost five yards of carry for each one. Jalen Lucas had a huge kickoff return. The defense was, I would say, tackling all over the place, but had tons of tackles in the backfield, but couldn't tackle anything, right? Couldn't tackle a, to couldn't tackle a toddler. It was insane. Did they end up coming out with a number for broken tackles? If and I had infinity. to give you an infinity amount, if I gave you a legit number that's in my head and I said 46, how close over under five would it be five either direction? Who knows? I, I mean, it's insane the amount of broken tackles. And the, the best part was they come out of halftime and whoever that was, the sideline reporter was like, yeah, Tom Allen, you really wanted to emphasize. And he even said it himself going into halftime. Um, the broken tackles. We can't do the broken tackles. We have to get back to standard. Blah, 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 blah. You know, Tom Allen talk. And I expected a change. Like, how stupid am I? Very dumb. Again, Groundhog's Day. Um, to, to, to go back to kind of your point, um, the last, last, the second to last drive of the game for IU. First play, 19-yard throw. Second play, run. Third play. 16-yard throw. These are the EJ, the two on the outside to EJ, right? And then we go run, run up run, the middle, run. run up the middle, run up the middle. Mm -hmm. Yep, I texted you on that one. Like, you just saw not even a handful of plays ago that they're giving you eight yards cushion. Like, th this, this literally was Illinois. This was Michigan State. This was... Penn State. This was uh, this was Louisville. I mean, I saw a lot of people praising Rod Carey, but how in the biggest moments he it was 
horrible. And I believe you should be judged on your biggest moments. Yeah. And that's why Tom Allen is not the coach at IU. Oh, breaking news. Spoiler alert for those that didn't know. Why did they go away from Donovan McCauley? Why they go to wait? Why they go away from EJ Williams? But, but Donovan, one. they went to Donovan five times in a row, and he won the matchup every single time. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, we're not allowed to go to him anymore. EJ had six for ninety-seven. Six yeah. for ninety-seven. There's six foot three and six foot five, freak athletes on the outside. The play that ended the game was a slow developing RPO. Just throw it to McCauley. Yeah, that's it. One of the one of the other big things I noticed was there was a play for IU second and eight or second and goal from the eight, and they ran a QB draw again. It was a nightmare play, terrible, didn't go anywhere. The exact opposite thing happened for Purdue. They were second and goal from the eight. They went wide. And I go, Oh my God, why are we going wide at the goal line? I go, Oh my God, we're running a QB draw. I saw it coming a mile away. I said it before they snapped the ball. Car drops back, QB draw, touchdown, untouched. For some reason, the exact Aaron same Casey play. Casey was being tackled, but it's fine. Well, yeah, you can. <laughs> That's besides the point. Um, but the exact same play. Isn't, officiating isn't in the first dozen reasons. Yeah. Uh, you lost this game. It's in the Sorry, first so. dozen. But it's just the, the execution, it's the exact same play, exact same situation, completely different outcomes. And the difference was IU does that all the time. Purdue was breaking a trend. And it and it worked because of it. So it's just, I, I I don't know. That was one of the other things I saw was frustrating that you could see a mile away and what do you for mean, whatever people, reason, people watch tape, game plan against you, it's impossible. All right, that's enough. Is this enough of the game? It's enough of the game. We don't need to do players of the game. I mean, honestly, it's EJ Williams. If we're gonna pick one, Dylan Tienemann. Oh, I did it wrong. Damn it! I I'm mean, sorry, guys. Is it that hard when they just throw the ball to you? Seth, it's not that hard. Hold on, guys. He's a true freshman. Did, I understand. Did you hear that? Oh, sorry. Oh, they said oh, it like 45 about, oh, on times on the broadcast. Oh, my yeah. gosh, dude. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, you were talking about the dude with the the kickoff that he let bounce over him, and then it went out of bounds, luckily. They were all over. What a heady play. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there watching the ball going, oh, crap. Oh, please go out of bounds. Please go out of bounds. Oh, my gosh, dude. I mean, other than now, nah, we're done. We're just we're done. Let's move on to the important part of the podcast. And it is the fact that we were finally right on something. We grew up. We being a collective, we as uh, in, I guess, an organization of the Indiana football program and and got rid of a coach whose time is done. I'm going to let Brandon do a lot of talking on this because he's got a lot of thoughts. But uh, Brandon, Tom Allen is uh the era is done the leo era is done at iu yeah and and it was the only move um i not gonna give credit to them for doing it because quite frankly you shouldn't get extra credit for doing your job it was at the absolute only thing that could have been done that should have been done the thing that i like so far is apparently this was done a while ago and we external is the only people that knew today internal. This has been in the works for weeks, which is really, really smart. Um, Really, really smart. So that's, that's about the only thing I will give credit to the athletic department. I also want to give a little credo. I don't know if you guys notice this, um, a bunch of outlets. I don't know who got it out there first. Actually, actually it may have been just IU who put a, notice up but tom's um taking only a 15 million dollar payout and sending the other five back into the athletic department um wow. yeah so uh there was a whole like press release i don't know if i didn't i didn't read it because again i've been reading literally so much today i feel like i've read a bible's worth of content today um but i that tom allen came in a nice guy He's leaving a nice guy. My first Brando's Randos that I want to put to you, Michael, and then Seth, you can answer this too, is did Tom Allen leave the program better than he inherited? Um, The way he inherited it was very weird. Uh, I remember where I was. It, it was weird enough. Yeah. 
Um, Maybe not a good team, but did he leave it better? No. I mean, did he leave the yeah. program better? No, he did not. No, nope. we're in a worse spot. Especially opinion. now with a lot of the news that's come out of, you know, Sorsby and Dexter, and I'm sure some other ones that will will pop out. So, Steph, what do you think? Better or worse than than what he got? Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely at a net uh, net negative. Uh, I think he was a great steward of the program. He had some high, lo- high some high highs, uh, but at the trajectory he's currently at, and with the fallout that's currently ongoing and will continue to be ongoing, you have to believe this is going to be absolutely net negative. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think we now. I mean, it happened less than 24 hours after the game, which is a positive, right? And everything that's been pumping out is that this should happen soon, right? I think you've heard that from the Indy Star. You've heard that from Peaks. You've heard that from from everyone. Uh, there's also a rival podcast that you know some uses sources like Twitter for their information. Not us. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, that, that's exciting, too, because... Again, you don't want to be left without a date to prom. And that's what a coaching search is, right? Um, the ones that are already off the board, Lebby, we were never going to get him, right? Like, Lebby was never realistic. Um, uh, Elko just went to Texas A&M. He was never realistic. So I think so far, those are two big gigs, Houston and Mississippi State, off the board, with our board still clearly intact. So um, again, there, I like the way this is moving. It's moving fast. It's, it's moving swiftly. And so far we haven't got jumped at all. Yeah. Do we, are we going to do something hot board wise? Do you guys want to give a. Sure. I think, think we definitely have to go over all the candidates. I will say what I'm using for my sources is Matt Weaver's head coach. Um, Hot board a, on peaks, and then I also have Zach Osterman's indie star list. I think those are the only two that I've seen out there, and I think I probably have them both memorized at this point. I've Wikipedia way too much today. There are some on. Well, here's one from seventy. Okay, here's one from the Athletic. Let me look at this. Okay, so Seth, I know you've been all over this. Um, as, as probably more than me. Let's start at who shouldn't IU hire. I've got one. But if are we going specifically or are we going categorically? Yes. No, okay. spe- like just let's, let's just start saying names. I think, I think we are there um, and, and where we want to go. Who should IU not hire and why? Ooh. Okay. Uh, first off, I'll go with Kevin Sumlin. He gets nominated for every single head coaching job, I swear, and I don't think he's done anything to deserve any of it. And IU would be ridiculous to even consider him. He's I'll got Purdue, Purdue ties, too. Yeah, of course he does. That's why I'm mad about it. Yeah. I'm going to go with the one that I've seen, and it's – I mean, I don't know if the pigs list is, is in order, per se, um, but it's one that's – he's the third guy on the list. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know how to say his name, but Kirk Signetti at James Madison. Yeah, there's a couple things, a couple huge red flags, right? Never been a big time head coach, never been a power five or power, not even a group of five head coach. He is 62 years old. I think what we need in here is somebody that's, would you go maybe, maybe forties, thirties, forties that can inject some youth some energy into the program, but also has some sort of elite either play calling experience or um, head coaching experience. So I want to avoid old, if that makes sense. Why? Why? What do you mean? Why? What is this guy going to come in here at 62 so, so, years uh, old? How is he going to recruit I, Indiana I from coming I, from James Madison? I don't disagree with you on, on Signetti. I, I, I don't like Signetti either. I don't think age matters there is a guy that that's outside of my age the outside of the age range that i gave that we've been talking about a lot today in the group text that i would take in a heartbeat okay 
Well, let's see if his name comes up. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any of us want Sumlin. I don't think any of us want Signetti. I'm going the guy that I've heard a lot about, and you'll see on every list is Jason Candle. Um, he has never met expectations a single time. If we're gonna hire a group of five or lower person, I want this person to be an overachiever. Jason Candle is the exact opposite of that. He is a underachiever. He's basically Kirk Ferentz of the Mac, right? He's steady. He recruits okay, but he has every advantage. He has a one, he has a huge budget. He has great facilities for the Mac. And yet he continues to not live up to preseason rankings. So guys like that, that fit the profile of underachievers, which I think a lot of these lists have, I immediately cross off. Age is not a a variable for me that matters. What you do with what you're expected to is high on my list. So you don't like Kurt Signetti as an up-and-comer from a group of five. Here's a couple other group of fives that have been mentioned. Jamie Chadwell, Willie Fritz, Willie Fritz, love Willie, and Fritz. I guess Tom Tom Herman was, was, was Tom. He a, Her- I don't know. I, no, think we can I kind hate. Of poo-poo. I think we can kind of poo poo on the Tom Herman. I don't hate Tom Herman, but no, I n- I don't guys, think we can poo poo on him. He uh, he doesn't hit my again. I'm not going to see my main variable. He couldn't win at Texas and Houston. How can you not win at Texas and Houston? I don't want those guys. I don't want retreads that have failed at bigger programs. That will mm-hmm. not work at IU um just as far as tom herman goes i like willie fritz um i love willie fritz. he has found a way to develop a quarterback a quarterback um he's an offensive coach just fun i like jamie chadwell but he's not perfect right willie fritz and jamie chadwell would fall in the i like it category not i love it Give okay. me a pecking order between those two. Fritz. Probably go Fritz. So, hey, remember how we talked about, I don't know if we talked about this on air or off, about how Tulane's quarterback wants to get out and Michael wants, Pratt. To play, wants to yep. play major college football? Ding, ding, ding. Yes. If, if, if the if dominoes Fritz fall the way bring that they Michael right Pratt. Now, yeah, I mean, he's coming. If your head coach comes, I would assume he's going he's gonna to follow him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just want somebody that's got head coaching experience, knows an offense, or at least can bring in a, a, a big time offensive mind and can, and add some sort of different juice to the program, like scream at somebody or something would be nice. Here's another name I have heard a couple times, but seems like a parallel move. Uh, Jed fish, Jed fish. You got to tell me about Jed Fish. Tell the Is people the Ar- about Jed Fish. Arizona. They're ranked this year, I believe, in the top 15. We've heard about, we've heard Jed Fish as a possibility. It's just this is the first rumors, time I've heard conjectures. First time I'm hearing Jed Fish. Um, he had a great one season, right? Um, looking at it, he was the QB coach of the New England Patriots. He worked, he put in time with uh, McVay. With the Rams, mm-hmm. he was the interim head coach at UCLA. He was at Michigan. He was at the U. Uh, he's, on he's paper, coached he some looks big great. time stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at him right now. Um, I would take him. I don't I, now. Apparently, there's something going on with the contract extension that he's kind of they're kind of iffy on it because I guess he's coming up on the end of his contract pretty close to it. They asked him about it after the Arizona State game uh, Saturday, yesterday. He didn't have much of an answer for it. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't think that that's a possibility. I would think that that is a pretty lateral move uh, for him. So I, I wouldn't say it's a downgrade, but uh, I, I would welcome that with with open arms. Another name, because again, I think we go from people we're not excited about. I'd rather eliminate people first. Another name I want to eliminate is Paul Christ. 
Okay, because that was one of the guys I was super excited about. What? Tell so I. This is good podcasting. You like some guys I don't like. Why? Do you you, like you literally you literally no sorry it was Garrett, it was Garrett it was my buddy Garrett from Monon Track Club, went through his stuff and he was just basically like everybody thinks he's he, he failed at minute uh, at Wisconsin right I don't know how long he was there six years seven years he won three Big Ten titles. Or three Big Ten West titles, which is, I mean, what is that like? That's like winning the MAC, I guess, whenever you're playing in the in the Big Ten. But he won three titles there. Um, it, it, granted, he had some incredibly successful running backs during those times, um, and, and you know, pretty good players all the way around, right? But the guy has a ton of experience coaching at a high level, right? He, he's not like he's been sitting around. He's been at Texas in his one year off. Um, would it bring a ton of excitement? No, but I want somebody that's going to come in and win. And the points that he's brought through, I think his average winning, his average winning, his record or whatever it was, is like nine and four. So would you kill for that at IU? I would kill for nine and four, nine and nine and three, I guess, without the bowl game. But one of these somebody things that's going to win, is right? not like the other. Here we go. How was Wisconsin and Indiana like comparable? I don't I don't know. What what did Paul Chris do really well? A scheme. He yeah. never he never brought in huge recruits. Never brought in I, mean, I guess he brought in he didn't bring in Russell Wilson. Never really brought in big transfers. He reportedly does not like NIL. Does not embrace NIL at all. That's one of the big reasons he got let go. I want an NIL. <laughs> Well, I want I, an NIL guy. Yeah, of course, um, but I don't think he can avoid it. I don't I don't think what Chris and and I cover this in the Boiler Express podcast. Chris doesn't check modern college football boxes. Not a huge recruiter. Not a huge um NIL guy and relies on a scheme. You know who that sounds like? Archie freaking Miller. You can't compare this dude to Archie Miller. I don't. Archie Miller was a scheme guy. I, I, Archie wasn't Miller big in came NIL. From, came from Dayton. He never coached anywhere big before he came to IU. Oh, I don't know. You I want, don't like it. You you want someone that got fired within your conference? I don't. I mean, do I? Do I want someone? If I told you that Pat Fitzgerald was a possibility, would you take him? Hell no. Why? Why? Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, um, his last four years at Northwestern were terrible. You know what his biggest knock was, he went Michael? To a Big Ten championship game in his last four years. Three of the four were garbage. The one year was an aberration. Yeah, with an IU quarterback. What was his knock? What was his knock? I have no. Well, the fact that he allowed hazing would be one of them, but just terrible at allegedly terrible at hiring coordinators. How do you know all of these things? I told you I read so much today. I read so much. I literally read articles from Northwestern of why he was fired. Brag, name me one Northwestern coordinator from the last 10 years. I couldn't. Exactly. I, don't, I couldn't name you any coordinators outside of IU. And the only reason well, I know Purdue's is because they're all freaking new. Hello. But I mean, but again, I mean, at least at least Tom Allen has a DeBauer and Womack, right? Northwestern doesn't even have any of that. Right, what do he you played mean? in a crappy division, in 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 he was a player's coach, and that message had died. I don't know the difference between Pat Fitzgerald and Tom Allen. I don't. Rah rah, locker room guy. I don't see any difference. Okay, I want to know who you like off this list because if you tell okay. me just if you tell me Justin Fry, I want to know why because there is no experience. No recruiting said no hiring coordinators, no doing any of that stuff. So please tell me Justin Fry is one of your guys. Yeah. Ju- Justin Fry is a guy I would be okay with. He isn't the guy. He's do we want to go? Do we want to go number one or do we want to go other guys we like? Tell me, here's a question. Tell me the average fan base uh reception to Justin Fry. People are going to lose their minds it's just another rewash another iu guy coming in here we go get tom allen 2.0 he's never coached blah 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 right losing their mind 
I'm mean, you guarantee you that's what's going to happen, right? Or what do you think would happen? So, I mean, do you do you want to know my number one? I guess. Let's hear it. Matt Campbell, Iowa State. Oh my gosh, I was going to ask you guys all day about Matt Campbell. You want to talk about somebody that lost a ton of money by staying at a place that he that he should have moved on from. The Big 12 is dead. He Tell needs me about to Matt go Campbell. to a better conference. All this, uh, he's on Pig's list. He is not on the Indy Stars list. Um, the only issue that I see is he does have another four million dollar buyout that IU would have to pay. So that's prob that's that's why he hasn't been linked as much as I think he probably should be. Because not only does IU have to pay him, they have to pay Iowa State, um, which I think is a pretty tall ask. Um, but you're right. I mean, how this guy isn't a bigger name across the board, I'm not sure. He went to Iowa State that was abysmal before him, and he's put together solid seasons. Solid, yeah. solid seasons. And I think he can do that. There's no reason what he did at Iowa State he can't do to IU, and that is make them competitive. Yeah. He brings recruits to Iowa State. I feel like every Sunday I watch, like, that guy's from Iowa State, that guy's from Iowa State, that guy's from Iowa State. They put, they put guys in the league. They play competitive football. I feel like they pull off a major upset every couple of years, right? Matt Campbell is my number one. I think there's probably a 1% chance it happens. Um, probably less than a 1% chance it happens, but, but Matt Campbell is, is my number one. Um, uh, my other one isn't very possible, but this follows under Miffa. Do you guys want to hear my Miffa guy? Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Michael, this was actually your idea. Um, kind of tell us what you were thinking about Cliff Kingsbury. Offense, 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 offense. Give me Texas Tech. Give me Texas Tech. He doesn't win. No, his his career. I think. Uh, let me scroll down a little bit. Like Thirty-five and forty-five. That's uh, yeah, as a head coach. Yeah, there it is, right there. Thirty-five and forty. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Again, I've read so, so much today. Yeah, I'm. I was gonna throw out another name. I was just sitting here messing around with. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Um, if you and- want offense, there is an offensive name. That now that he didn't go to, um. Texas tell A&M. Us, tell us about this. Who's that? The running rebels. Jeff Trailer. Those guys run an insanely fun offense. Um, they've been top 10 in scoring the past three years, I think. Um, the red flag, I guess. He has absolutely no ties to IU. The Midwest. The Big Ten. He certainly wouldn't bring any players. Um, and, um, I don't know, but if you want fun offense, Cliff Kingsbury's a name, but Jeff trailer is the actual attainable Cliff Kingsbury. If you want, if you want to go full NIFA, Jeff trailer from UTSA is the guy. Seth, so break, I've given give my three. Some, you give us some guys, stuff. We need to put together a list, is what we need to do. Just like do. a consensus list. Maybe we Seth do. just needs to put it together. Willie Fritz is on the list, though. He's my he's my number one. I yeah. think he has the recruiting profile as well. Uh, where New Orleans is located, it, you know, heavily recruits Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, and Florida, which you know I know Indiana is obviously Midwest, but. You look at this roster, lots and lots of players up and down are from those states. Um, it's a hotbed. There's a reason why they go down there. And if he's able to tap into those pipelines that he's established, he has familiarity with those uh, coaches in those high schools. I think he's a hell of a get. And if you can bring along uh, the quarterback as well to be a, a Band-Aid for one season to, to maintain some relevancy and, uh, and stability um, while you recruit kind of the, the future, um, I think that's a hell of an opportunity. And I think that going from what are they, the AAC to the big 10, uh, that's a hell of a revel, uh, a relevance jump. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I assume the pay would correspond to that. Can I yell at you, Michael? Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I seem a little bit probably, um, he's 63. I was going to say he's older and he's never coached. He has no big 10 connections, right? Yeah. So how is this, how is this not Signetti? 
because what's he's, the, what's he, the he coaches he coaches my like third team. That's why, and he's he doesn't bring, ever cover the spread. I'll tell and you, and he'll bring Pratt. Is that Pratt? Is that his name? Yeah, Michael Pratt. Bring, I, I'm assuming he'll bring Pratt, and maybe because of his ties to New Orleans, maybe he could keep somebody like Jalen Lucas. So, who knows? Um, Is I, there any other names that, we, that you guys want to talk about? Uh, I know there's another guy who's a Power Five retread who's trying to get back into coaching, and that is Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, yes, yes. What about our boy that just got fired from Houston? Do we want to talk about him? Dana Holgerson. Yeah. Again, offense, offense, offense. If that's a route to go, <sighs> you know, I, now you're hiring AAC. Oh, I guess Houston's Big Twelve now, but yeah, yeah. you're hiring a retread who just got fired. Yeah, and I don't, we, I don't love that, but again. Dan, Dan Mullins repeatedly out. He has no interest. Okay, that's fine. That's we're, fine. We're, again, this is Twitter. This, this literally is no sources. This is, we're not that other podcast that claims Twitter is a source, right? <laughs> I literally read that on tw- Twitter that Dan Mullen has no interest in going back to coaching. None. At least head coaching. So, who knows? Who knows? Can we talk Kane Womack? And why He's he not, even led- the, not even on what? the list. He is on Indy Stars, and if it's you... too convenient. It's too convenient. It's like Scott Dolson's immediate list that he comes up with. He's like Jerry Donato still alive. Let's put him on the top five. Go ahead. So, if we are to believe this really, really good staff at at two forty seven at pigs they said, and I seem to agree with it. It makes sense that they're going to stay away from anyone that has ties to Tom Allen. But Seth, out, buddy. out of respect to Tom and respect for that person to not put them in that position for taking their, taking their friend or acquaintance or previous coworkers job. Um, which that makes sense to me. Hmm. Also, Kane Womack does nothing for me. I don't want a defensive coach. He checks your young box though, Michael. He does check the young box. He checks the IU ties. Um, Kent Sterling, this is what I was saying. I Seth's buddy. Seth loves some Kent Sterling on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has him has him as one of like uh, on the high part of on the high list or whatever, right? With Justin Fry again, pure convenience. I Ooh, shared two, I two shared people. that tweet offline. All right, I, that's I understand. Not... <laughs> that's your boy. You love some Kent Sterling. Where is he from? He's from like Jeffersonville or something, isn't he? From like uh, isn't he's the Louisville area? I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. Same thing. Yeah. Right. So I'm just saying somewhere down there. Yes. I don't know how we're gonna do this, but we need to do some sort of top three or top five consensus list. Um. I, are are we, you concerned can we talk that... Antoine Randall at all? Can we talk Antoine Randall? Do we no. want message board and Twitter rumors? What are the What are the rumors that he doesn't? He's not interested. No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. not what, what I read. The rumors then that he wants to finish his season with Detroit. That's he fine. wants he wants to see this through with what he's doing in Detroit. Totally open to having that conversation after the season. Why that doesn't wait. work. Can't yeah. wait. Bingo. The, the problem is we'll have four people left on the team. Yeah. And unless unless they can do some sort of, you know, you know, whatever the consent contract or something and it's just basically like, listen, we're going to hire you. We're going to tell the team, but you, nobody's allowed to say anything until yeah, whatever. I just have never heard of that situation. No, um, absolutely he, not. He, no. he wants to respect Dan Campbell. He likes what he's built in the wide receiver room there. He believes in the, the Detroit team. Um, he's he... extremely interested from what I have read, but he's not leaving the Detroit Lions. Could you hire him without this? Could you hire him and just say, just stay at Detroit until you're done? I, how much a college coach has to be in and around the program, especially a new hire. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know if it is possible or not. I, I, that is that is the, the biggest myth you could have. Yes. Like that is an all time legend coming yes. back to the school again. You know, I, I, and I've talked about it before. I, he's already been number one on my list from the very beginning. So don't sit here. You guys are screaming at me again on whatever listening device you're on. No head coaching experience. None of that, blah, blah, blah. Dude, it, at some points, it doesn't even matter. 
when you get somebody in here like that, that can probably bring in somebody that's going to be a big time defensive coordinator, big time offensive coordinator, or at least a decent one. That's had a huge track record. He doesn't have to coach. You know what I mean? He's not calling plays. Maybe he can call plays. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know what man Campbell's having him really do down there. Maybe he is calling plays. Maybe he's Amon Rand. How do you say his name? Amon Ron St. Brown's. Maybe just throw it to him every time. And he'll just, he'll just treat uh, Jalen Lucas like him. He's done pretty good. Yeah, look at that. That run back was awesome. He was, he was gone. He was gone at about the 23 yard line. Yeah. It looked um, a lot like the Michigan State one that he got tripped up on. Um, Okay, let's let's wrap up this coaching, and then I think we need to talk players that are either talked about leaving, and then players that we want to stay. Um, so right now, Michael, you are Scott Dolson. Who was your first phone call to three weeks ago when we allegedly knew we were going to let Tom Allen go? First call. Uh, PFAL golf course. Let's try to get a tee time. Nice. Okay. To a coaching candidate. Oh, to a coaching candidate. Um, who am I calling? First person I'm calling. Uh, probably, probably Antoine. That's probably the first person. Okay. Who out of everyone that we've discussed, who's your first offer? Oh, out of everyone we've discussed, who's the first one I'm offering? Yep. You're not going to like the answer. But I think it's just based on experience. I think I think You're on the Paul easy Christ. call is Paul Chris. The easy call is Paul Chris. That's the easiest one. That's a, that's one of those where it's kind of like, it's kind of it, people are going to get maybe they'll nitpick his record, but it's not a hard hire. It's not a hard sell. I would say. Granted, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that you told me, but as an AO and stuff like that, but. Um, and who knows if that's yeah. true? That's not just not Twitter. Either, that that right? is not, yeah, that is that is unverified social media BS. Like, who knows if that NIL stuff is true? Nobody knows. Speaking of somebody that I'm going to see if he's even on the list. Uh, speaking of Paul Christ in Wisconsin, wasn't there a lot of uh, Jim Leonard stuff going on with Wisconsin that didn't? There he is right there. What about he was Jim the interim Leonard? coach last year. How do we feel about Jim Leonard? No Jim, ties IU, obviously. Great but, DC. Right? young big time i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know how to answer that question because he's an idiot dolson so i'm not really sure how to how to answer how to think like him i guess i would say. don't want to ever think like him all right seth who's your who's your guy uh my first call is i'm going to call somebody who's going to who's i'm going to force them to say no um, and that's Jed Fish. I think he's the hot name on commodity. I think he has a, a high opportunity to leave. Um, and I think he's a guy who would definitely want to segue out of a position into a better one, or at least a better conference where it gives him a better position visibility for that next jump. Um, and then, I, but he's going to say no, because I think he's going to end up getting a better offer than IU, unfortunately, sorry. Um, and I think the second call you make then is to Willie Fritz. And I say, you, you, you back up the Brinks truck and you say, Hey, whatever they're offering you as a, as an update to come back, we will double it. We'll add 1.5, whatever it is. Um, we need to bring you and your first call needs to be to Michael Pratt um, to get him a U-Haul truck as well. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a good call. I like those. I like those. What are you doing, Brandon? You going to answer your own question? Yeah. I mean, like I said, Matt Campbell, um, but we, we've had this discussion. We had the discussion about six weeks ago. Yeah, maybe eight weeks ago. I don't remember the time frame. No Brian Hartline. No Colin Klein. Um, I have to go back and look at who my other one was. Jesse Minter, Mike Hart, Justin Fry. Yeah, the other three. So big whiff on me. I mean, Justin Fry. I guess I was I was right. Um, but big whiff on me. None of none of my guys when I threw it out six to eight weeks ago. Um, on this. So I I, I got eat one. a little bit of crow. I got one. Antoine so, Randall. There you go. Yeah. All right. Let's move the players um, because they're the ones that actually play on the field. Are you going to um, name the players? We can. So, so far we know Miles Jackson. Right. And yeah. we, kn we know Brendan Soresby. Okay. And we, we know Dexter Williams. Okay. Is there, is there anyone else that I don't, I don't know. I would have missed anyone else. 
I'll refresh um, Twitter again now, but that's the those are the three I have written okay. down from so today. So let's let's go around for the those three, right? And say must keep. Nah. Oh, and Bleedy. Bleedy. Well, we don't know for sure that he's gonna leave. No, they're all doing like the stuff, right? Yeah. Blessed up. Don't let the don't let the door hit you. You know, let's do that. So yeah, throw it. Oh, hold on. Bruce Feldman just posted among the Indiana coaching candidates to replace Tom Allen, South Alabama's Kane Womack, Womack uh, Bama OC Tommy Reese, Ooh. Ohio State Ooh. OL Justin Fry, and a big wild card candidate who has support was oh John Gruden. Whoa, Gruden. Doesn't he have some issues though? Some off the field. Wasn't he canceled? John Gruden. Yeah, he said some things in an email that weren't great. Um, John Gruden right, would be Miffa. Yeah. John, John Gruden. Gruden. Dude, tell me that Tommy Reese would not be. That would be huge. And then wanna... Rab John's three minutes later saying, yeah, that's not true. John oh. John Gruden is not a candidate. Okay. The reports that okay. he is are inaccurate. I'm big on the Tommy Reese thing. You want to tell you want to get the the reversible jacket guys back in town? Oh, Jesus. get Tommy Reese back over here. Former Notre Dame quarterback. Super young, right? How young is he? He's 31 years old. You know, again, no major uh, uh, head coaching experience, obviously. But he's what clearly a he very good offensive coordinator, a running quarterback. He just, I don't know, whatever offense gets you fourth and 31 converted. I'll take that offense. He runs a spread, three wide receivers, one tight end running back. He's in the in the shotgun probably about 85, 90% of the time. Love it. Love it. That's the Sorry, hire, that's, dude. That's just based off of my eyes. I have no stats to back that up. Just watched a lot of Alabama this year. <laughs> that's that's fun, dude. That's a fun hire right there. If that happens. If that happens, that is total speculation. This is day one. We're this podcast is going it. to be outdated 24 hours. From oh, now. yeah, yeah. No, it may be in 12 hours from now. Maybe. But again, apparently they're supposed to do a quick hire, right? Is that what we heard or is that just a rumor? Yeah. And so everything that I've read from Osterman to Rab John from Twitter, that this is going to be done this week. Okay. Seth, I don't want to steal your thunder. When do you think this will be done? You've said it uh, multiple times. My guess is going to be wrapped up by Tuesday. I would put it at over under about 48 hours from now. Um, I don't have. I just think that this is a job that has to be filled and urgency is of the utmost importance. There are going to be additional openings coming up here before too long. I will wildly speculate that Iowa will be available come what? I don't know, a week from now. Um, so that'll be another job that will probably be open. Um, so IU needs to act before additional openings uh, make themselves, you know, available. Michigan's super scared of Iowa, by the way, like super scared of Iowa. Only because the two injured players from Iowa have all of Michigan's intel. Well, I'm just telling. I'm from what I've heard. Tommy Reese, yeah. I think, jumps up to number super. two. Tommy Reese is huge for me. Like that's, I don't if I don't think ARE is going to happen. Tommy Reese might be my number one. Matt Campbell, I still think, is my number one because I think he wants, I don't know if he wants out of Iowa State. If he's smart, he will get out of the dying conference that is the he's, Big but 12. But he's not smart. Brandon, he could have gone anywhere he wanted. What, two after years that ago? COVID yep. season. Anywhere did, he didn't wanted. Didn't he learn? People can learn. Oh, true. Did he? We'll see. Who knows? Is, is Reese sexy? Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Like physically or just like as a. No, guy? he's not a good looking. <laughs> because I don't remember what he looks like. No, he's, he's all right. I, I was just meeting marketability. That's a, that's a yes. sexy hire. Bro. Yes. I that's think people time. line up. So you, you run to renew your season tickets with, oh, yeah. with Tommy Reese at the helm. Oh, yeah. I might want to. Let's that. look at let's look at Alabama's yeah, offensive you your season. T- yeah, I can do that real quick. They've come on strongly. Renew your season tickets. But before um, Saturday, I thought they were the best team in the country. And then no, I don't, no, yeah. I don't think that anymore. So let me go. I'll go scoring. You want to go scoring offense or total offense? Auburn like, always makes them look ugly in Jordan hair. Total offense, Alabama this year with a new quarterback, 48th. Do you think he's bringing a quarterback from Alabama? He's not obviously bringing Monroe because Monroe is going to be a Heisman guy next year. No, I oh, hold on. That- hold on. You ready to Ready to snort some hopium here? Uh oh. Who was second place allegedly in the Arch Manning sweepstakes? <laughs> Alabama. 
<laughs> he had a huge crush on Tommy Reese allegedly. I think there was some, yeah. you know. Oh my God. Sorry. That's 17th just... in the country in scoring. 36 <laughs> points a game. 36 points a game, 40 in the SEC. A game in the SEC. They're the number, one, number two SEC scoring offense. Yeah, number two behind Georgia. I just, I like Matt Campbell because he'd bring a staff, he'd bring players, and he's done it. Allegedly, head head coach experience is very important to Dolson. He he wants head coaching experience. Um, I think I think Weaver, Matt Weaver from two forty seven Sports, even went out uh to say that um when when his next hot board comes out, it will likely not contain anyone who hasn't been a head coach before. So I don't want to dump cold water on Tommy Reese, but um allegedly. Head coach experience matters, which would cross Tommy Reese off immediately. But, but this is new information and from a and from a legit source. It doesn't get much legit than that, even though the Gruden inclusion is interesting. Well, um, there's ties. I think he said he said it was it was like a bonus thing, right? Seth, is that what he said? Wild card. Wild yeah. card. It, he's got IU ties. We've heard it before. We've heard he's been there before. before. Yeah. He's been at games and practice and everything. Yeah. Man, Tommy Reese. Tommy That's... Reese would be big. Oh, that'd be big. He'd be it'd be a straight stepping stone, I think, for him. Oh, absolutely. Uh if yeah. things go we're, right. We're talking four but... to six years, six years tops. Yeah, I'll take four to six. Because then he's taking over football. Notre Dame. No, Marcus Freeman's gonna be there for a long time. Yeah, he's young too. Yeah. He can have whatever job he wants. Coming from Alabama, going to IU and making him successful, that'd be huge. I mean, this is pure speculation, guys. We don't know. Okay, is that enough fanboying over Tommy Reese for now, I guess? But I think, Seth, I think we put Tommy Reese either one or two on our list. Okay. So back to the transfer. So the three that have announced, we talked about. Um, yeah, what's the what's the thoughts there? Are we devastated? We just know that there's going to be more. Miles Jackson, absolutely not. No, no offense. He played really hard. He 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 popped a few times, um, but I don't I don't think he I mean, I get to, to steal a baseball term. Um, wins above replacement. I, I think you could find someone in the in the transfer portal to match it. Um, Dexter Williams is always just going to be a not a full time quarterback, as, as harsh as I want to say, especially coming off a major injury. I think he's someone you want in there. That hey, if you need him to play a couple games because of an injury, he can do that. Um, I don't think he is irreplaceable. Brandon Soresby freaking sucks. Yeah, that sucks if we lose freaking if we lose him. It's if a lot of ifs. We're we're back to where this team has been again. To go back to my tagline or headline or whatever, it's Groundhog's Day. Brendan Soresby commits to another school. Again, you can enter the portal and then take your name out of the portal. So none of these guys are gone. Um that would just that would be massive. And I oh, think yeah. it, it would make the coaching hire even more important because you need to know if they're bringing a quarterback with them, which is yeah. why Willie Fritz, I think, has to be on the list. Because I think, again, it, it, for me, if we get – if if Willie Fritz is our guy, you, he has to say, well, I'm bringing crap. Yeah, it's got to be a package deal. I do think Tommy Reese or somebody exciting – Maybe even again, just a name. Throw just throw out somebody like Antoine Randall or Tommy Reese or somebody that doesn't have any connections directly to Soresby, but has a lot of, you know, either experience at IU or clearly was a pretty good quarterback in college and has been really good with quarterbacks, especially at, at Notre Dame and Alabama. Could come in and probably save some of that relationship. But man, I don't, I don't know. That's why know. hiring an offensive quarterback Quick. matters. Quick. Because Hugh can sell sores beyond, hey, that, that's why a defensive coordinator or defensive coach is not the direction I want to go now. Yeah. Miffa, man. So do you guys agree with me on the the Jackson, Dexter, Soresby take? Do you guys have any thoughts on can, those three players? Can I do something, Seth? Can I read? Um, oh, yeah, I think we've, we it's pretty well known. I think we don't really care about Jackson. Williams would be... Yeah. We like we love Dexter Dexter Williams, sexy Dexter. We love him again. I don't see it as like a major Big Ten starting quarterback. 
And then Soresby would be an absolute kick in the balls. Can I read something, Seth, that, that you know about from a player that may be on the team? Some thoughts about Tom Allen? Um, this is an I'm gonna an unknown player on the team. Uh, this is direct words about uh losing Tom Allen. Just sucks because I think everyone loved him. Most agreed it was time. And then they were talking about um people sticking around. I think a lot of people will wait, but it'll be it'll be interesting. QB one already hit a portal, already hit the portal a couple hours ago. Um yeah, I bet you that locker room is crazy right now well i just think that usually the quarterback is the leader of the locker room and is usually the guy who takes the stand and for him to be one of the first guys on the boat out or sorry on the plane out um i I think that's emblematic of what's about to happen let me let me throw something out there to kind of cool some of these waters on a lot of people jumping ship not to say they're gone, gone, no. just that they're announcing a you know portal entry. Soresby, and you can you can look it up. Soresby was a Walt Bell guy. He was a real late commit. He was a direct Walt Bell commit or Walt Bell commit and fell in love with the program. I mean he was late. He was a real late commit to the to the twenty twenty one class. Or twenty two. What is it? Twenty two class. To the twenty two class. Um he could just be a guy that was ready to go no matter what happened with bell being gone. So I have no idea why he would do that. I don't know. It wasn't good enough to get him to start at the beginning of the season. So why he would jump ship for Walt, but I'm just saying there could be a connection there with, with bell and Soresby. but anything else we want to talk about? Uh, Again, I think um, all of this is going to be so fluid and happen so fast. Um, I'd love to hear what our listeners think. Um, this is going to be a wild 48 hours. Seth, you've been right more than you've been wrong. So we'll see if you're right. If we get something like an 11 a.m. Tuesday or a 3 p.m. Tuesday press conference. I'll just say the one thing is to, as these announcements get made, understand that the kids, this is like a, a big decision for them and always be supportive of them. I think that's one of the things that's always frustrating is it's always sad to see them go. And you know that it means a, a negative you know, contribution to the program that those guys ultimately have to be replaced. But a lot of these guys are, are doing what's best for them, but they're for their families are chasing their dreams. And at this point, without having a head coach, they have to find somewhere that they can cling on to. So um, just, you know, be careful when you're out there. Don't say anything negative about the players, be supportive of them and, and understand that they're all kind of trying to figure things out too. Yep. Yeah. yeah no, this is honestly, last thing I want to say, if we're, if, are we ready for final statements? Yeah. yeah. Or anything like that? Yep. IU has more hope today than we had 48 hours ago. Hope is a dangerous drug. But it would have been really, really hard for me to buy into IU if Tom Allen was the coach. Again, it needed to happen. I'm not going to give them credit for doing their job. But it's important to not miss that. That IU's arrow for the first time in a long time, isn't down. Yep, I agree. Um, I am interested to see what happens. I, You guys already know. I've straight up muted you guys' speculation group text um, just after. I, I turned it back on this morning, like not even kidding. Like after the, or after the breaking news came out, I turned it on because I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's start getting into like some real stuff. And the next thing I know is like 87 text messages later with all these names that are going to be super irrelevant. And we didn't even talk about today. So it's just like I had to turn that one off. So um, yeah, can't wait to see what actually happens. I think and and like what Brandon said, don't don't tweet at Cruz and don't tweet at players. Just be nice. Don't do it. But anything else you want to say, Seth? Before we get out of here, nope, that's well, it. Can I say one more thing? Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. It's your podcast. Just this our podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, just, I, I was kidding. Um, we are going to hold off on a name until we get a coach or something like that. Right? Chances are because... we won't name it after the coach, though. 
No, no, you got to learn from your mistakes. Unless it's Tommy um, Reese, then maybe. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. So I just because I've I've got DM'd about it. I'm I'm I don't know if the LEO has got DM'd about it. Often Donned tweeted at us about it. Um. I think we're gonna get that question a lot. Um. But yeah, I think the new name will hold off until a coach has been hired. But yeah, I think it's fairly confident that it will not be coaching related. Yeah. Which is obviously the safest thing to uh, to avoid. So cool. Nothing else. Seth's got nothing else. That's great. Um, be sure to check out the pod on Twitter and Instagram at podcast LEO for now. Make sure to follow our partner at Big Banter Sports for all the latest updates involving our podcast as well as the other 13 teams in the conference. Be sure to download, rate, review, and follow on all of our platforms. Reese Lightning. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like saying Mifa. 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 Optimism has returned. I don't know, that was weird. Like Harry Potter or something. He's, he said it.